Robert Sapp here. Welcome to the Trinity Word Ministry Podcast. Before we get started with the podcast, go out to the website, trinitywordministry.com, Trinity Word Ministry, all one word, and look at the new logo for Trinity Word Ministry. I think it's pretty cool. But anyway, I digress a little bit. I apologize. Today, we're going to read from John 13, starting with verse 34 and verse 35. Yes, I'm only going to do two verses tonight. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one to another. Now, you may think it's a little odd if you don't read the scriptures or whatever, but what's, what's Christ telling his disciples here, his apostles? And he's speaking to the eleven that will follow him um, throughout eternity, throughout the rest of their lives. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. You might say... You love something. You love ice cream. You love hot dogs. You love hamburger. We overuse that word. We use it over and over. Now, if you're married, I do hope you love your spouse. If you have children, I do hope you love your children. But this is actually a little different kind of a love than what we even believe or, or understand. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. As I have loved you. Well, now that's interesting because what? how did Christ show his love? Well, every day he witnessed and he preached and he done what he was supposed to do. But at the end, he sacrificed his life for his disciples, his apostles, for us. For those of us that believe in him and for what he did on the cross. He sacrificed himself. So what he's telling us here is a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another. Love as I have loved you. Now it doesn't mean that you know you have to go out and nail yourself to a cross. But what it's saying is have a deep, genuine love for fellow Christians. For those that you're sitting next to on the pew, for those that you see in the foyer or the narthex, for those individuals that are in church with you, love them. Don't put them down. Don't talk about them behind their back, but love them. If you love them like Christ loved you, when you see your Christian brother or sister falling by the wayside, you're going to stop and help them. When you see them struggling with a, a with a burden, you're going to stop and help them. You're going to be there for them. You're going to be there to help share the load. Not to spread gossip, gossip but to share the love and to share the load. And that's what the sacrifice is. So often in our day-to-day activities, in our day-to-day wanderings, if you will, we don't show love one for another to our strangers. 
but we also don't show it to our Christian brothers and sisters. Oh, we'll laugh and cut up with them, but are we laughing and cutting up with them, or are we trying to humiliate them? Are we trying to put them down? Are we trying to make them look small while we look big? It's well and good to laugh and cut up and carry on. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm one of the biggest jokesters around. I love to laugh. I love to carry on. But there comes a point when you don't make people the butt of your jokes. You don't make make the, the circumstances the butt of your jokes. So often in churches, people get church hurt just for that reason. They felt like they weren't welcome. They felt like they were being talked about. They felt like they were less than anyone there because other people felt that they were better than anyone. i got news for you. <laughs> there is no one better in church. There is no one worse in church. We're there for a reason, and that reason is to get closer to God. You say, well, well the pastor. The pastor is is better. No, he's he or she is just a man just like or a woman just like you are, just like I am. They're no better. They're human. And you gotta love that pastor because he's one of the brethren. He's she's one of the sisters. You've got to love that individual. They may not always say exactly what you want them to say, because oftentimes the sermons are are there for a reason to what to change you to make you grow to challenge you so oftentimes the sermons if they're doing their jobs is going to slap you in the face stump on your toes whatever so you got to love them no matter what yeah it's easy to get mad at people in church it's easy to well point fingers and say oh well all churches are full of hypocrites. Well, thank God. That's where hypocrites need to be is at the feet of Jesus. Just like all the rest of us, we all need to be there. So I'm here to encourage you today. I'm here to encourage you tonight. Whenever you're listening to this, your love for your wife, for your husband, your children, your dog, your cat, whatever, that's, that's one thing. You're going out of your way to be kind to a stranger, opening the door, helping somebody out. You know, maybe you saw somebody on the side of the road and they, you stopped and helped them change their tire. Wonderful, great, pat you on the back. But that individual that's sitting next to you in church, what do you know about them? How about that individual that comes in late? Or that family that's got the unruly children that you just get irritated at? How much do you know them? How much have you reached out to them to ask if there's something you can do? Or how much have you, how often have you prayed for them? Even when they're not there, how often have you prayed for them? Do you remember who wasn't in church Sunday? Or is it you go to church and you're not concerned about anyone else in church? How about that elderly couple that comes in? What do you know about them? What do you know about their life? Do you stand and talk to them? How about that individual that's handicapped? That's somebody you need to stop and talk to. How about that, in, that young person that looks all alone, sad? 
Maybe you need to stop and talk to that individual. You'll never know what just one small comment to someone will make. And you don't know who can impact your life. We have an individual at our church that has impacted me tremendously. They used to follow me around to talk to me because I was always in a hurry to get someplace. I was always in a hurry to get to this room or get to that area or get to the... And it hit me one day, why don't I just stop and talk to them? And so now we stand and talk. How about that young person that, that's struggling with that addiction or that young person that's struggling with just life in general? Are you older? Have you reached your hand out to say, hey, let me show you how i done it. Let me show you how, how to survive. Often I look around our church, I'm you know, in my 50s now, and I look around, I see older people and I see younger people. And we like to point, us older people, we, we like to point fingers at the young people and tell them, oh, that they're no good and this and that. But what have we given them? What have we done for them? Have we reached out our hand to them and said, hey, you know, I was young once. I had these same problems. Or did you? Did you have the same problems? You know, when I was young, when I was a teenager, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have computers. We didn't have a smartphone. We barely had a phone, to be honest with you, where I grew up. I um, remember getting running water in my house in, when I was in the third grade. Up until then, it was, you know, carry water to, from the house or from the well to the house. Have you towed someone your story? Have you seen that young person that's looking dejected? Have you reached your hand out to them and told them that you was there? Sometimes you don't have to say a word, just showing up, being there beside of them, laugh at their jokes, smile at them when they come in. What's it hurt? A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. He's talking to the Christians here. We have to love one another. We have to love each Christian. Well, maybe that Christian doesn't come to your church. Maybe you're Pentecostal and he's Baptist. So what? Oh my gosh. Maybe he's Lutheran. So what? If they have accepted what has been done on the cross of Calvary for their sins, they're a Christian. They're part of the family no matter what the denomination is. So I'm here to ask, what have you done here lately for a fellow Christian? Oh, you don't have to give them a million dollars. Sometimes a smile and a handshake. Maybe a hug. Maybe just a, hi, how you doing? How many in the church do you really know? We often look around and we talk about you know, we live in communities now, we live in neighborhoods, and we don't even know our neighbors, but do we know the person that's sitting on the end of the pew? Probably not. I don't care what size church you go to. You can go to a small church, you can go to a large church. I bet you there's people in there that you don't know. I bet there's people in there that's, that's worthy of your time. If there's anybody that's in there, they're worthy of your time. So instead of just rushing around, being in a hurry all the time, 
And there's nothing wrong with you know, being busy. There's nothing wrong with doing your job. But what is an issue is when you are so busy, you forget people. So I am encouraging you that you need to stop and talk to those individuals. Find out what they're like. Find out what their hobbies are. Don't be nosy. Of course not. That's not what I'm asking. Or that's not what I'm saying. I'm just telling you to go and to talk to people. There's nothing wrong with talking to people. There's nothing wrong with with showing an interest in someone's life. How about young people? Have you shown an interest in their life? Do you know what the young person drives? Do you know where they go to school? Do you know what sports they're involved in? Do you know what they're interested in studying? Find out. Talk to them. You'll be amazed at what young people can teach us old codgers. And we've got a little bit of touch and teaching the young people. You know, that's part of our job if we're older is to reach out and to teach the younger how how we survived. And we survived only by the grace of God. So here it is, a new commandment. Your challenge for this week, love one another as Christ loved us. Again, not meaning that you have to go out and sacrifice your life for them. Sacrifice some time. Sacrifice a laugh. Sacrifice a tear. Show up. Be a part of their life. So that when you pass away, they can say, you know, you were you made a difference in their life. I believe it was Martin Luther King Jr. that once said, if you're going to be a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper you can be. So that even when you pass away, that even the stars in the heavens can say, here lies the best street sweeper that ever lived. Be a street sweeper for people. Show up. Be a part. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10 says, For whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, to do it with all thy might. Show up. Be a friend. Be a Christian. Love you guys, and we'll close with a prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your many blessings upon our lives, Lord, for allowing us the opportunity once again to come and to study your word together. Lord, I ask that you'll move, that you'll touch, that you will use this podcast and these episodes, Lord, to go where, Lord, I physically can't go, but where you would like to be, Lord. We, I ask that you'll let people hear, let people listen, let people ponder what I've said. Lord, with my voice, but your words, God. I ask that you'll touch each and every one that, Lord, that is listening, Lord, that you'll bless them and keep them. Lord, until we meet again, in Jesus' sweet and holy name we pray. Amen. Guys, like I always say, take care of each other. Until we meet again.